Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo. Well, I know the last couple of weeks got you thinking, got you thinking about getting started with the morning routine. And that is a powerful thing. It's a very powerful thing. It's one of the most powerful things that you can include in your life. I believe that the morning routine is so, again, like in, the, in terms of importance, it sets you up. It gets you ready for you. So it's actually, I would say it is probably one of the most important things you can include in your day. Top two for sure. And I'm just having a tough time thinking about what it would be compared to because it aligns you. Now, brothers, the tribe has begun. The tribe has begun. So if you want to get your coach certification now, you're going to have to wait until next year. However, I am going to be opening up a program with heightened levels of accountability. And a part of that is in the morning routine. So if you liked what you heard last week, if you want to get a morning routine started, then this program may be the right one for you. This program will start soon. However, I'll bring you more information. So don't worry. It's not like it's going to start tomorrow and you have to do it now. But in the meantime, you know what? Check out the Academy. If you've got the courage for it, I will say that if you have the courage for it, the Academy is a way to expand. It's a way to liberate. It's a way to grow. It's a way to evolve. It's become free. Brother, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm reaching out to you. To, to those very specific brothers out there, the movers, the seekers, those who are ready, the ones that will do the work. And there's so much said in that sentence. And that sentence right there, I've said so much. Let me tell you this. I'm going to tell you this, and then we're going to get in the podcast. In the academy, there are four types. I'm going to try to get through this quickly. <laughs> we'll see what this is. We'll see if I can get through this quickly. I'm going to tell you this. In the academy, there are four types. There are those who don't do the work and those who don't ask for help. Those students, they don't last long maybe three to four months. Eventually, the monthly payment just gets to be something where they just want to stop or something. I don't know what happens. Maybe something, something else occurs. But after a couple months, they want to stop. They aren't, they aren't doing anything. It's like having a gym membership and not going to the gym. Then there are those that do the work and don't ask for help. This is like having a gym membership and not getting any private training. It's all good. It's all good. In fact, it's something that I offer in the academy, a tuition without coaching. It costs a little bit less each month because you don't have the one-on-one coaching. So it's kind of like that. It's having access to all the material. You have access to all the webinars, all the group coaching and everything. It's just not one-on-ones. And again, when it comes to the gym membership, like it's very similar. You have access to all the weights. And if you know, like if you know some things, you can go ahead and get started. You can figure this out. You can get moving on your own. You can get some results happening on your own. And these are the students who have access to group coaching, but they don't use it. I want to make sure that's clear, you know, because they're doing the work. They just prefer to do it on their own. Group coaching, I can, I can, I consider group coaching to be asking for help. That's doing it with a coach. But you know what? They're doing it on their own and they get results and they're happy because doing the work matters. And I'll sometimes ask these students of mine that are in the academy that, that, that aren't, you know, they, they don't have the, the one-on-one coaching or they do have the one-on-one coaching, but they're not signing up for office hours. Or they don't have the one-on-one coaching, but they're not doing the group coaching. I'll sometimes ask them, I'll say, you know, when you want to get some coaching, it's available for you here. 
you know, at the academy, it's like this either this add on or or it's just there. And the response is usually the same. The response is usually, I will when the results of doing it myself wear off. That's a powerful statement. You can do so much. That's why the academy is built the way it is. You can do so much just being in it, just doing the work in it. Number three, though, there are those who do ask for help and don't do the work. And I have these students and I've had them in the gym as well. And they're the guys that come in for their hour or whatever of the week. And maybe they do the work during that hour or maybe they just kind of get through it. They go through the motions. But then they don't follow up. They don't follow up with their eating changes, with their lifestyle changes. They don't even do the extra work in the gym during the week. It's all good. Again, this is another all good one. There are results for everyone. Results are to be had, brothers. Because sometimes all someone needs is to follow that path that is set out in front of them. So it's there and they walk it. And then that's the move. And they get results too, of course. Everything is in flux. The whole of the universe is energy in motion. And as that emotion moves, there is work done. Changes that occur move towards rest and peace and success and joint connection. All of these vibrations. And finally, there are those who ask for help and do the work. And these last two categories don't necessarily require that one-on-one option because group coaching is always an option, right? And I'm talking about the academy specifically. This is a metaphor for just things in general. Right? You're doing the work and you're asking for help. You're doing the inside and you're participating on the outside, right? It's a metaphor for all of it. And when you're doing the daily work, right? When you're watching and being aware of the little bits, the little bits of like aha moments that occur throughout the day, when you're doing all that, and when you're sitting in front of a coach and saying, hey, can you take a look at this for me? Or hey, I, this is what I noticed. What does this mean? Of course, then I'll say, what does it make it mean to you? <laughs> right? But that's where you're really going the fastest. That's when you're seeing the fastest and largest results. And brothers, what do I mean by results? Of course, I mean freedom, liberation, expansion. That's what I'm talking about. Movement into the alpha state. Movement into a deeper understanding and remembrance of who you are. That's what I'm saying. And again, it's like having a gym membership. And this one's like having a gym membership and doing all the stuff, right? Doing all the stuff, watching the food, doing the workouts, taking, you know, talking to the private training, trainers training about what you might be stuck on, whatever it's, whether it's a movement, a machine, a nutrition, diet, whatever it is, and where you, you might want to see something improve a little bit. You want to lose weight here, lose weight there, increase strength, increase muscle, be faster, be stronger. Because of course you have that option due to having the coach so you can ask for help, right? You're doing that both. And that's kind of what I see in the academy and that's what's available. So it's really kind of what you're going to get the result by doing the work or by asking for help. And you're going to quantify that by doing both. So that's what I mean, brothers. That's what I mean. What I'm saying is if you're really ready to look at yourself in an honest way that creates real changes in your life, the Academy is there to now prepare you and welcome you so you don't have to wait for an invitation. You don't have to wait for anything. You don't have to wait for the beginning of a month, beginning of a year, nothing. There's no right time. Just know that you will be doing some work, whether it is on your own or with a coach or both, and you're going to start to see those changes. It's like taking the red pill. Okay, let's get started because we're like almost already 10 minutes in, so we got to really get rocking here with money scarcity. So let's talk about that. In fact, what I just said is changes in your life. 
right? Change in your life. What happens in your life when you enroll in the academy? What are these changes I'm talking about? Well, one of them is a mindset moving from scarcity to abundance. And I'm going to talk about both of those individually, of course, <laughs> because I want to make sure that you guys understand that neither one of these are bad or good. There's not, it's not good to be abundant and bad to be scarce. They're just opposites, right? They're just things that work in, as, as polarities that opposite each other. Because scarcity and abundance, one is bringing us, one is scarce, right? One is less. The other is abundant. It is more. So we look at it and I would say that it's moving in, it's into freedom, right? To be more abundant, to be more abundant is moving us into freedom because it moves us into more and more and more and more of less thinking about the scarcity of not having. Because if we're not thinking about it, if we have it, if it's there, if we know we have it, if we're, if we feel good about it, right, it's always going to be there. Like, yes, we're safe. We're safe with this thing. If we have abundance with this thing, then we have safety and we don't think about it. So let's talk about the difference then. Brothers, the difference between material abundance and mental abundance. Material abundance is something that we have a lot of, right? Material abundance, we have a lot of it. It's something. It's like having a large quantity of something, right? Even from an energetic perspective, that means everything is abundant. Everything is one. From a physical perspective, it becomes a little more dicey, right? It becomes a little more subjective because what is a lot of something? Like when I say from an energetic perspective, it means that everything is abundant. I say from material abundance is having a lot of something. It's like from a physical perspective, what does that mean? What does it mean to have a lot of something? What is a large quantity of something? The material plane is the plane of existence and it is both the energy in the form of matter as well as the material stuff that emanates from the realm of consciousness, like all the things like trees and cars and desks and computers and coffee mugs, all the things, right? All the material stuff. So everything is both everywhere as energy and in a dual state of not there and there in the, the material realm. Look, this can seem confusing, but it doesn't matter because the material realm is the effect of the causal realm, which is what we're going to get into today. We're actually going to talk about the causal realm. The causal realm is the mental abundance and mental abundance I define in a different way. Mental abundance is to define abundance a little bit differently. Because like I say, in, in material abundance, we define it in terms of that energy, in terms of that third dimension, either the physical material stuff or the energy, which is what I just said. Right, brothers? It's either the everything or the duality of the there, not there. But mental abundance is having so much of something physically. You can say it's having so much of something physically, but really what is physical, right? If we're talking about the matrix, what is physical? But I'll come back to that. Maybe, maybe I'll get back to that. But maybe I just need you to understand this. Mental abundance is having so much of something that you rarely, if ever, think about it or what it would be like to not have it. That's what mental abundance is, to be mentally abundant of something. So to be mentally abundant, we talk about money scarcity. To be money abundant, I'm talking, I would, I would offer that to first become money abundant mentally, money mentally abundant, that would be the first step. That would be like the bridge, the ladder step to becoming money materially abundant. And what is the difference? What is it we want? I told you what the material abundance difference is. But think about this. The mental abundance is having so much of something that you rarely think about it. And you never think about what it would be like to not have it. 
<laughs> I mean, never such a strong word like rarely. That's why I say rarely. If ever. Rarely if ever. How about that? And so I like to consider this like oxygen, like air, like the air we breathe. We don't think about oxygen. We don't think about air. Most of the time, we don't go through, we don't, we just, we walk through our day, we wake up in the morning, we're already breathing. We get out of bed, we go through our time, we go through our day. Maybe in a very specific scenario for a very specific reason, we may think about what it might be like to not breathe, right? We may think about holding our breath for a certain amount of time or maybe we're scuba diving and something occurs or think of oxygen, we're swimming, Here's something, you know, but that's a very specific thing. Most of the time, most of the people, most of us as humans, we're going through the day with so much air in our life as humans, we don't think about your next breath. You're not thinking about, are you going to be breathing in three days? Are you going to be breathing in three days? Am I going to be breathing in a month? The way we think of when we think about money, am I going to have enough money in three months? Am I going to have enough money in 10 years? Am I going to have enough money in 30 years? or food, or water, or some of these other things that some people have scarcity around. Today we're talking about money, of course. This represents the whole, right? Money kind of represents the whole, the energy of survival. So I started with that. So we get into that, brothers, and we talk about that, and we're like, okay, so air then is abundant. We have a mental abundance around air. We're not thinking about air in a way that creates scarcity. We don't have air scarcity. Okay, and that scarcity, I'm not like worried about it. I'm not worried about my air. I'm not worried about, okay, am I going to be able to breathe in three days, in three months? Again, like I would be with any type of thing. I'm going to be able to breathe in 10 minutes. For some people, maybe. 10 years, other people, maybe. This idea, there will be any time I won't have it. It won't be there when it's required. At any time, there won't be air. Like literally, somebody will just shut down the oxygen around my headspace. And we never feel that way. We never feel that way about air. But we do around money. That's the difference between wealth, or that's the difference between abundance and scarcity. Mental. Because the mental is we know that there's always going to be some of it. It doesn't matter how much somebody else has, somebody else uses, somebody else takes, right? Somebody starts hyperventilating. They start breathing really heavy, start using up all the all the air. What are we going to do? Oh, no, they're using up all the air. It's okay. They can do that. They can breathe that bad air. That's fine. There's plenty of it, but that's the abundance of it. It's the abundance saying versus the scarcity saying, no, 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 there's not enough. Look at them, judging them for using more or for you trying to like take little sips of it because you can do that as well if you want. I'm going to take little sips of air, try to save up, save up for you, give you some more air, you know, little sips of air and kind of breathing like that with little bits. And you can do that as well. But we don't. None of us do. Because we know. It's abundant. We have a mental abundance around air. So we all just breathe. And we've even forgotten about breathing. Now I'd offer that the same is possible with money. But that doesn't mean it's right. And here we go. And this is what I want to say. I want to say this now. I want to kind of bring this in real quick and say, we are going to talk about money scarcity and money abundance as the same thing. In the same way as one in the opposite of each other, like polarities of each other. Not that one is better or worse, not that one is right or wrong. You know, I'll use one to maybe define and discuss the other. For example, we may talk about abundance in terms of what it means to have scarcity or scarcity and what it means in terms to have abundance. I'll use examples of abundance and scarcity to talk about these terms generally and maybe specifically. 
Because in essence, we are in this dualistic experience where when we don't want one thing, we think it is the other that we want, and then we need to experience that in order to be certain, right? I mean, maybe you experience money abundance and decide you prefer to live in money scarcity. In a money scarcity mindset, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Brothers, there's never anything right or wrong about anything you do. It's all about data collection. It's all about experience. It's all about having the experience and feeling it for yourself, knowing it as a human being so that it moves through. (laughs) It moves through the records and other things happen on a cosmic level that we don't need to get into on this podcast, but it's about having the experience. You just need to have the experience. That's what we're here to do. That's why we're in this dualistic experience. There's nothing right or wrong about this. Nobody's judging you. I'm not judging you. You may be judging you. In fact, that's usually what happens, right? That's what happens most of the time. You judge you, but I am not judging you. I don't care what you choose your relationship with money to be. It makes no difference to me. It's your choice to make. And here's another thing. Like I say, there's no wrong choice about it. People, humans, <laughs> the mind has created a connotation, right? It's created dualism. It's created a dualistic connotation around money. It's like, look, you can have money scarce, you can have money abundance because they have to, because it's a duality. That's the way it's got to be, brothers. I know it's a bummer. For those of you guys that have like heard a lot of this podcast, like, oh man, like what's with the, what's with the T line? You know, what's with all the, the judgment? Up, down, right, wrong, less, yes, bad, uh, yes, no, bad, good, all this stuff. And I know, I get it, but it has to be this way because of the duality. One has to be good, the other has to be bad, or at a minimum, right? At a minimum, one has to be better and the other has to be worse, right? Okay, well, here's the thing, and this is it, like right and wrong. Scarcity and abundance aren't right and wrong. Scarcity and abundance don't fit in right and wrong. They don't fit in good and bad. They're polarities, right? They're polarities. They're just different ways of looking at the money, different ways of relating to it, having a relationship with money, like the blue pill and the red pill. They aren't good and bad. They're just different. One is going to pull you out of the matrix and you're going to see, you're going to have a different experience of the matrix. The other is going to keep you in the matrix. You're going to continue having the same experience of the matrix. But the experience that you're having is neither right nor wrong. It's not like the people in the matrix you know, the blue pillars, not like they're like all oh, those dummies. You know, look at those dummies. They stay in the matrix. They're the bad ones. They're the dumb ones. We judge them, right? That's our judgment. That's just the mind. That's just the mind of the red pillar saying judgment. What about Cypher came in and said, you know what? I am going back. I'm taking a red pill and going back. <laughs> I get it, right? We don't blame him for wanting to go back in the matrix. We do blame him for backstabbing and betraying his shipmates. Like we do do that, that of course. But I mean, wanting to go back in the matrix, wanting to go back, taking a blue pill and wanting to go back in there, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with money scarcity either. (laughs) You know, there's a difference. One just happens to be real. One just happens to be the illusion. Those who choose to live in the illusion, it's okay. It's just not real. And eventually, that non-reality, that illusion will be revealed. Everything that is hidden will be revealed. It has to be. It's the universe we live in. The universe is expanding and revealing itself. Our expansion or our our purpose of, of, of existence is expansion. It's freedom and to experience more and more and more. So eventually, yeah, we will all experience money abundance. Eventually, money will be something that is not even a thing anymore. It'll be like the eight track. 
Because we experienced it and we moved on. We experienced it and evolved. We experienced it and went on. It's like it's done. Okay, good. We got that. Check. Roger. In the databanks, in the history books. Now, brothers, I, in my life, have had a relationship with money in both ways, right? I've had a relationship with money scarcity and a relationship with money abundance. And for me, I just believe it will become clear on this podcast <laughs> for you that I prefer to have an abundant relationship with money. I'm certain there will be an obvious lean towards abundance here on this podcast, and you will find that in the academy as well. But recognize that everything is always good. There's nothing wrong with anything ever. That's what I'm saying. We need the illusion. The illusion shows us what we're not. We need to understand scarcity. Some of us need to live in scarcity in order to become free of it, expand past it. We have to have it there. We have to have the feeling of being unsafe so that we can expand into the liberation of what it feels like to be safe. That's just the way it is. We can't force that. People choose that. And when they choose that is their divine right timing, which we've talked about a couple a couple of different podcast episodes. So the duality has to exist there. But eventually we will all be free of the money scarcity, just like we're all free of air scarcity. <laughs> That's what I believe. Because I believe every because I believe it's all good. There's nothing ever wrong, ever happening. Ever happening, it's ever wrong. We decide what works for us. We decide what we want to do, and then the alpha state does the rest. The alpha state just moves around. The soul just moves around. And the, like the mind says, ah, I love this. <laughs> and the whole time the soul is saying, nope, 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 right? And that happens. And so does the opposite. The opposite also happens. And the soul is in alignment with the outer spaces, which is why so many of us keep bumping our heads, bumping our heads, bumping our heads. Literally, we are bumping our minds. The mind is getting in the way. For some people, scarcity thinking may be what serves them the best. And it has to serve them the best until it no longer serves them. Because only when it no longer serves them is when they will choose to recognize abundance. But here's the thing, and this is what kind of like is wild for me, is we're we're kind of taught scarcity. It's ingrained. It's ingrained in our conditioning. For me, I've discovered that money abundance is a beautiful relationship for the soul and the mind because it allows for liberation. The soul aims, like it, the purpose of it is to experience abundance, especially in money. Money is like air. You know, I'm going to probably, probably come back to this again because it's such a beautiful analogy. Money is like air. Because money is the energy of the foundation. It's the energy of survival, the energy of sustenance. That's the energy of money. This is money. And this is abundance. This is abundance. Survival is abundant. We are here to survive. We are here to procreate. We are here to spread. I mean, look at what we've done. We are here to survive. Money is abundant. This energy is always available here for us. But we don't see it this way because of the system that has been set up, the system of coin and currency. So we see it as scarce. We see money as scarce because it has been tied, right? It's been tied for the mind. There's been a correlation created for the mind between money and time, time, which also has the illusion of scarcity attached to it in a very different way. And I actually believe this for all things. When all things are engaged with the cosmic truth that exists in consciousness are abundant and we know it to be a fact, when we as human beings know it to be a fact, then we will have it. Then we will have nirvana. But let's slow down here. Let's slow down. Let's move one at a time, right? What are we talking about? We're talking about money. So how do we start thinking about money the way we think about things like air? 
The way we think about things like salt. The way we think, think about things like salt. Brothers, did you know that salt used to be the currency? It was used to be, what, what, it wasn't a currency, but it was, they used to pay soldiers in the Roman era in salt. Because it made food taste better. Because food tastes so horrible without salt. You probably don't know that. I happen to know that because of my time spent in the jungle. I know how horrible food tastes without salt. Most people don't know because salt now is so abundant. Nobody thinks about salt because it's already put into everything. In fact, the only reason people are thinking about salt is because doctors are now saying there's too much salt out there. There's too much salt in their diets, right? So we have this sodium excess, which can also happen with money, right? That can happen with wealth. That can happen with air. We don't want to pump our oxygen. We don't want to pump our, our lungs, right? Too full of air. You know, it can happen with wealth too, but that's a whole other thing, right? I'm talking about we want to be able to get our mind, get the mind, the space that holds mental energy to release that energy, to stop using that energy to think about money. That's because we want it to be so abundant. The same abundance we have around air, the same abundance we have around salt, that we don't want to think about it, right? That's the idea. <laughs> now, here's the thing. Like, how do we do that, right? Well, there's a couple of different ways. Like, let's just take some game. Like, let's just game this out a little bit. If this was air, if money were actually air, then we've got a couple of different ways we can, we can approach this. Number one, we, there's the outer and there's the inner, right? So there's the material and there's the mental. Right, so there's the material abundance or there's the mental abundance. There's the material scarcity, the outer, or there's the mental scarcity, the inner. Right, so we look at that outer inner. Right, so if outer, we have no material abundance. If outer, we have material scarcity of air, then we have no air. And if the inner, we have mental scarcity of air, then we hold our breath. So no air, we're holding our breath, right? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if we breathe. There's no air. We're holding our breath anyway. Okay. Now, if there's no material abundance and we do have a mind, a mental, if we do have mental abundance, then there's no air and we do take a breath. But that doesn't matter. We there's no air, so we take a breath. And I'm going to come to that. I'm going to come back to that in a second. If we're in that material, material abundance but no mental abundance, then there's air there, but we're holding our breath, right? We're dying. We're holding our breath. Or there's material abundance, there's air there, and we have mental abundance. There's air and we're breathing it. And that's a combination of the two. That's really what we're aiming because that's what's happening. There is that. We're aiming for that expansion, brother. That's why I started. That's why we're at 30 minutes this podcast because the first 30 minutes was trying to get you here to understand all of that. Every step of this podcast is showing you something that's gotten you here. The aim is expansion. The aim is freedom. The aim is to know that we are living in abundance and the illusion of scarcity is what we're here to overcome. We're here to overcome that. We're here to recognize that. And when we recognize that and when we know it in our bones, when we know it in our soul, when our soul knows it, that's when we experience it. It's like, oh, we remember. Thank you. Here we are living in this tranquil, beautiful, blessed experience of abundance. But we have to get there. Got to get there. We're not there, right? So we got to get there. So what does it mean? What do we have that already with? We have that already with air. Okay, great. Let's make it like we make it with air. 
So we got to assume that if there's scarcity outside of us and we take a breath, it's like not having money, but trying to like work with it, trying to buy and sell. And then if we got to understand the other one is having abundance, but not having the scarcity, it's like that, that having air, but, but not working with it, having it and not utilizing it for experience to move, to expand again, to, to experience what we're here to experience. That's what it is. That's what it means to breathe. Breathe is loving, love and freedom, right? Expansion, contraction. So that means taking a breath. It's the inner, the vibration. The air is the outer. That's always there. The space is always there. That's what I mean. The no air is very difficult because it's always there. I just can't even begin to understand it. I mean, because it's always there. It's always there, brothers. It's always there. It's always there. Always, always, always. And, and one of the things that you can do to begin to work with it, this isn't mine. This is T. Harv Eker's. I use this. I actually use his material or an alteration of his material in the academy. So I would offer this, right? I would look at this, join the academy. It's why I started with the academy. It's why I spent so much time talking to you guys about the, uh, the academy. Because this is in here as well. I've talked to you guys about what we do, right? You go back and listen to previous podcasts. That's in there. But basically, you just kind of separate your money. You separate it into these different sections. These different sections that you may want for different things. And it helps you to just spend. Just feel free to just spend. You basically become your own money manager and you just start to spend, just allow yourself to spend, allow yourself to get it out there. Now, of course, I'm talking to the spenders. I'm not talking to the savers because there are also those of you that can also use the same protocol, the same setup to begin to understand how to section off, how to compartmentalize your energy for different exchanges. Because again, that's what money is. And I'm going to wrap this up, actually, brothers. I'm going to wrap this up. We can get on. You guys can enroll in the academy. We can talk about money. We can wrap about money. We can wrap about business. We can wrap about wealth. We can wrap about compartmentalized. We can wrap about energy. We can wrap about whatever you guys want to in the academy. But I just want to say this very quickly. And I'm going to remind you of this before jumping off. And that is that money is an energy. Money is an energy, 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 energy. Think about it as an energy. That's the relationship. It is an energy. How you choose to relate to it will be how it relates to you. It's like that my octopus friend. What is that? Was that the thing? Is that the thing on I don't even know what? Netflix or or Amazon maybe, but this guy's like diving with this octopus, right? So this octopus friend. It's always latching onto him, always coming up to him. Like that's kind of the thing. Like whatever you reach out and the universe is gonna reach back, like the octopus, right? It's gonna reach back. But the universe is gonna reach back with whatever you reach out with. Like that's the beauty of it. And when I say reach out with, I mean from the mental space. That's why you can't play a trick on the universe, brothers. You can't play a trick on the universe. You can't, and people do this. People do this. People will give, right? So in the material realm, right? In material abundance, they'll give. They'll be like, oh, I'm going to give 10% to my church or my temple. I'm going to give 10% to my family, or I'm going to give this. I'm going to let my friend this, or I'm going to do that, or I'm going to... I'm going to do this. I'm going to offer that. I'm going to pay for this guy's coffee in the line behind me because then the universe will pay for my mortgage next week, right? Like, oh, I'll pay for this guy's $4 coffee. The universe will pay for my 4K mortgage next week, right? Like, there will be those thoughts. Like, the thought is like, if I do this in the mental realm, it'll affect the causal plane. It doesn't. It doesn't work that way. It's got to come from the causal plane. Like, you really got to be in that space. Like, in that coffee line, you're in that line, you're in Starbucks, you're in whatever, right? I know I just dropped Starbucks. I know I dropped a name there. You guys are in that line. You're in that line, and right before 
the guy behind you comes up, you just say to the barista or the barista or whatever they are, you say to him, look, I, I'm going to pay for the guy behind me too. I'm paying for this guy too. For nothing, right? Because not because there's like a thing there. It's like, oh, exchange. Like, oh, if I pay for him, then da, 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 da. But just like, it was just there. Just there in the moment. In the moment there was the giving, right? That's the exhaling. There in the moment there was the giving, the breathing, right? That's what I mean by the exhaling. But it's always there. It's always there. Brothers, I know this is getting long. So really quickly, my personal experience with money, look, it just, look, I jarred it. Go back to previous podcast episodes. I jarred it and I watched it. I worked with it. Tried to get my spending in the limits of the jars and that worked. After that, you know, it was hard. Then it was easy. It was hard at first, but then it became easy. Then it was really easy, (laughs) right? And then I didn't have to watch the jars anymore. But just having to stop watching the jars, and that's kind of why I, that's why I was going to introduce the jars to you. But just go back, listen to the podcast, or enroll in the academy. I mean, that's the easiest way of doing it. Just enroll in the academy, or enroll in the new course that we got coming up. But that won't be for about a month or so, and that's it. After a while, I didn't have to watch the jars, and then after a while, I was just making mountains of cash in all of the accounts. And it was weird because here's the question, and this is the question. I know you guys are probably asking yourselves this question because I know I was asking myself this question: Am I spending less or am I making more? You know, am I watching my money less? Am I spending it less? Or am I by watching it less? Am I making more? Or here's the energetic question. Am I making more of it because I'm more abundant with it? Am I just attracting more of it? Right? Or maybe both. I'll tell you what, I know I'm giving more. I know I was giving more. I can't prove that with figures, right? I can't prove that with like, I can prove it with taxes, of course. But with my frequency, I just knew I was giving more. Like I was offering more and more and more and more and more and more often because I was looking for reasons to. Another question was this, was it due to my cost of living? You know, with all the different travel I'm doing, am I spending more, am I spending less, depending on where in the world? It's true, but it even it evens out in the end. So I'm saying all that stuff evens out in the ends and the taxes show that. You know, it's just because it's there when I need it to be there. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not thinking about it. It's always there. Now, am I living a more extravagant lifestyle? That's not something I've done, right? Like, that's not something I do, brothers. I do want you to understand that. And I want to make this very clear. I don't up my lifestyle. I don't make more money and then live more extravagantly, okay? I always live the way I've lived. If I choose to up my lifestyle, then I would need to change my, well, I wouldn't change my percentages. I want to look at those percentages in those jars and just make sure everything's where it should be. Like I say, making the kinds of income I'm making, yes, I probably can do that. But I do want to make certain that you guys all understand it's not like I'm jumping onto yachts, right? I'm still living the lifestyle I've always lived because this is who I am. And everything arrives when you need it to arrive when you're living in focus. And when your focus is on living. And look, I know we're over 40 minutes here. I'm going to close this up. That's what I got for you today. And you know what? That intro got away from me. I forgot to mention you guys in the beginning that I am going to be playing the hot foot for the rest of 2022. I have no idea where I'm going to be or how long I'm going to be there. I am looking at several places, Mexico, Costa Rica, Bali, Thailand. I don't know, maybe all four. And maybe in the end, I go to none of them. Who knows? But I did want to to, to let you guys know because it's one of those amazing times of just letting go, right? It's letting go of the illusion that we have security around anything. There's no material permanence for me. I think this is the final part of that letting go. Brothers, it is a momentous leap into a vibration of freedom. It's been an amazing journey. So I don't know where I will be, but I know I will be and I will record from wherever that is. I love you, brothers. Until next week, elevate your alpha. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash. Unleash.